don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. Come to the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in this game. Zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. The usual suspects are in the building. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Trippy. His name is Will. Say what's up to the people. Suck my dick, Jake. Fuck you, Will. Alright, then fine. Will. So, hey, Will. Will. <laughs> uh, not Will. Uh, Jake. 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 What episode are we this week? Episode 83, I believe, if I recall. Do you want to know what I want to say about episode 83? I know what you want to say. I know what you want to say. I hope you die. Lee Evans, I hope you die. But also, we can can call it the Willie Sneed episode, can't we? Yeah, we could call it the Willie Sneed episode. Uh, Who else was the either? I think Daniel Brown for a little bit. Doesn't doesn't matter. Lee Evans. Shout out my man, Daniel Wilcox. You know, cool tight end for the Ravens. You know, number 83. Lee Evans, I hope your you know heater hey, breaks bro, and it's too I cold in your house, bro. Like every time I like, I just saw a picture of him, bro. Like, yeah. They, matter of fact, I think it was the other day they they was talking about like players the Ravens are quiet, and I don't even know why the fuck they even post that motherfucker. Yeah. You know, hey, trippy, I, trippy, I hope you trippy. step on Legos, Lee Evans. I, trippy, I hope. Yeah. I, I hope horrible thing. I hope all the no. You know, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah I step on some dumb text, man. Step on yeah. some. Step on some. Some. Uh, some. Some dirty, broken. Dirty, yeah, some dirty, dirty heroin needles. Yeah. Some dry ice. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Trippy. You know, me and Drew one time got into a huge, huge fight with Tory Smith about Lee Evans on Twitter. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah, he yeah. Tory Tory sticks up for for Lee Evans. He has Tory says he Tory said he still loves Lee Evans, and I'm like, that is the fucking craziest thing anybody's ever said on the internet. Like, <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, Tory, my guy, you still can love. I mean, because I know how Tory no. is. You I know, like Tory. I like Tory. He, he, he but... loves his brothers. You feel me? He, you know, they soldiers. Uh, yeah, he loves yeah. his brothers. But that's what I'm saying. I I got, what else would he say? What else is he supposed to say? I got no oh, beef. I got no. I got no beef Damn. with Tory Smith, but fuck Lee Evans. And, and, and you know what's so sad about that fucking drop? After Billy Condor missed that fucking field goal, did you see Terrell Suggs' face? I will never forget that shit. Yeah. yeah. I remember the mic you know much, saying, oh my God. You know how much shit I took for like a fucking full calendar year because of that shit? That fucking asshole can't catch the ball. We signed him to catch that fucking back corner end zone fade, and he dropped it. You know, Billy Cundiff, Billy Cundiff should put a hit out on Lee Evans because he gets the shit, he gets all the shit Agreed. for that. That's not his well, fault that we lost. That's, see, that's that's the twelve-year-old Ravens fans. So that's the people who you know tapped in in twenty nineteen because for whatever reason the Billy Cundiff missed kick to tie the game is what the you know sports media focuses in on. Right. Lee Evans catches that fucking ball. We kick the living fuck out of the Giants in that Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Giants weren't built to beat us that year. Uh, we, we got derailed very early here. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Anyway, well, let's, let's, I just let's the, 80, the eighty-three popped. Eighty-three popped in my head. I saw red. I had to, I had to say something. I, I knew where. I knew where you're going immediately. Yep. Everybody we'll knows. Think about that. the next. This is the Willie Sneed episode. We won't acknowledge that other guy's existence. But anyway, the Ravens have returned from a West Coast trip to the desert, where they beat the Arizona Cardinals. What was the final score thirty-one twenty-four? Something like that. Yep. So I got the Ravens offensive points right, just not the other points, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, probably. But hey, fuck it. A win's a win. That's that's all that matters at this point. So Drew, I'm gonna start with you, as always. 
Give me your thoughts on the game, man. Um, I mean, we scored 31 points. This is going to sound like kind of a weird take, but I thought the offense looked clunky. Um, I didn't. I didn't like the fact Not that they kept the fact that they kept dropping eight into coverage, and we'd still keep trying to pass the ball. Um, thankfully, Gus had had a game. Gus, that was kind of Gus's, you know, 2023 breakout party. Uh, looked great, but I felt like we tried to force passing too much. Um, it could have been in response to that stupid fucking tweet by the Arizona Cardinals to calling Lamar a running back when they were announcing the uh, schedule. But uh, I don't know. Like I, I felt like that was a game where you could point at Todd Munkin's lack of adjustments and say, yeah, like, for sure. this 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 could be problematic against a good team. Because again, if you're coming out and you're facing three man rushes and they're dropping eight into coverage and you're still trying to pass the ball, we're we're built to run the ball well. And that's that those are soft fronts. That's where Gus Edwards eats. That's where Lamar can eat running the ball up the middle. I mean, fuck, even Keaton Mitchell and Justice Hill could do something, you know. Not not last week, obviously Keaton Mitchell didn't play, but like that that's we're we're built to make teams not want to drop eight into coverage to give Lamar those, you know six-man coverage looks where somebody's going to pop open. And I just felt like we didn't do a very good job of that. Mark Andrews had a great game passing-wise. Um, you know, apparently, you know, Scottsdale native. I don't know if they uh, mentioned that enough times on the fucking broadcast. Oh, yeah, and that was the worst fucking broadcast I've ever listened to in my entire fucking life. The, the worst. I didn't oh, hear him. I didn't hear a minute of it, so I, I can't really I would have rather hear that yeah. shit in, fu- in Spanish. Well, 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 you and I could sit on PSF and do a game and not mention a single thing going on, and it would be better than that fucking broadcast. It was so fucking bad. There was a point where um, the Lions went for it on fourth down, and, like, you know, the referee spotted it somewhere and then clearly was, like, in on the headset talking to somebody and moved the ball back a little bit. And the broadcast is like, oh, my God, what's going on there? I've never seen a ref move the ball back like that. You mean the Cardinals? <laughs> you said the Lions. Oh, uh, yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, but fucking, it was just, it was so fucking bad. It was, like, literally the worst broadcast I've ever listened to in my entire life. Um, the ref definitely had the Cardinals plus nine or plus eight and a half. I don't know what they got it at. But, I mean, that first drive, those are two of the softest penalties I've ever seen to extend those drives and give them a free seven there. Uh, not whistling that play dead at the end was fucking ridiculous. And that's what ultimately let them, you know, get the ball back. Putting Nelson Aguilar on the hands team is just a wild fucking move. Again, I feel like maybe that Who was... Who was our special case. teams coordinator? I don't know, but he should be fired. He fucking Yeah, sucked. Chris Horton. Chris Horton. Yeah, Chris Horton, go the fuck home. Chris yeah, Horton, you're my new... I'm going to talk to Chris Sunday. I feel like I have to advocate firing a coach every once in a while. Like it's been a while, you know, I, I spent a lot of time saying fire Greg Roman. I haven't said it in a while, but I think, I think we need to fire Chris Horton. Special, special teams have been, <laughs> has been really bad this year. Really Again, bad. you had the, you had the Zay safety punt that literally all he had to do was run forward for five yards and take a knee. And we probably win that game against the, um, the Colts. Yep. That's a special, that's special teams blunder. And 100%. then, no, no disrespect, to Nelson Aguilar. Like he, he's done great. He's come in here and exceeded the money that we've paid him, you know, tenfold. But like, why the fuck is that man on your hands team? Hello? He's just, yeah, seriously. Like, who, who the fuck made that decision? What, what are we doing? But you know, again, I just, it, it was a, uh, we, we scored a lot of points. We scored over thirty. Like that's good. But it was just like a, one of those games where I was watching and I'm like, we could have scored so many more fucking points, and. I don't like leaving points on the table. And again, I hate the fact that the refs gave, you know, the Cardinals 14 points because again, that fucks with my parlays that fucks with the spread. 
Mm-hmm. Like it makes it look like a closer game. That was not a 31-24 game. No. That was the Ravens weren't the Ravens were in full control of that game for the entire time. Other than the first drive where the Cardinals kind of, you know, took it down and went up seven nothing. And again, that was ref aided, but still we took it right back down the field, made it seven seven. Uh, they they had no shot in that game after that point. After we answered their opening score, like you know, that was kind of one of those ones where I'm like, oh, we're gonna get fucking punched in the mouth here. And then we came back and answered their score, and it was just it would it never should have been that close of a game. And that was fully because of the refs. But you know, that pisses me off. Uh, I mean, our defense looked good. Geno Stone is like fucking Ed Reed Jr. right now, which is fucking wild to me. Uh, Matt BK got another, yeah, Matt BK got another sack. Um, Clowney and Oway were all over the backfield. Like, if they could just fucking take down the quarterback, that would be phenomenal. They they'd be fucking defensive player of the year candidates. Badass Michael Pierce had a fucking career game. It was just you know he looked awesome. He looked fucking awesome. Defense was flowing. They did not deserve to have twenty four points put on their record. Uh, for well, that. No, 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 hold on. Let, let, let's be fair. The defense looked, uh, and, and I don't know if it was the scheme or uh, I don't know, but they were, they were playing like a soft shell, which confused me because like that, that first drive that came out and it was soft and I figured, okay, well, we saw it now we're going to tighten up because like, that's not how we've played all year. And it was basically the same all game. Um, yeah, but they, they let him get to, you know, the 50 yard line and then they'd force a punt. So like, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't hate that. It's not my favorite Ro- way of watching a defense. Roquan even said at, after the game, the defense did not play to their own standards. So I, 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 I appreciate Queen, that. Patrick Queen even tweeted something of like played average still one. And I'm like, you're right. You guys, you guys put up an average performance. Like right. that's not, we, we expect an elite performance. So going into that game, we, we, you know, going into that game, We'd played seven games. We gave up five touchdowns on defense, and they gave mm. up two touchdowns that game to a bad team. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, it wasn't a great showing, but I, I don't really have a lot of complaints about defense other than they maybe were a little too soft from time to time and, you know, kind of kind of gave up some underneath stuff. They let a no-name running back from, uh, you know, the backup running back from TCU last year fucking run train on them. But, yeah, you know, figured it out, got, it, got a win, so there's not a ton I can complain about. I hope that... This white, is a it, game was, where, it was all white. All white is why. Yeah. I mean, don't wear the all whites anymore. Like, you know, they just, they suck. They suck. Bad things happen when you wear the all whites. You know, you don't cover the spread against the Cardinals. That's that's because you wear the all whites. Better to burn yeah. that bullshit now than on Christmas. Right. No, and, and also better to, to have a game where you play, you know, unimpressively and score 31 points and win than to do that against a good team. Because if they played like that, like, they played the way they did uh, last week against a good team. They would have lost. They wouldn't score 31 points. So I, I have three offensive players I want to discuss. Uh, first one is we are very much a hold ourselves accountable podcast. Rashad Bateman had a, for his standards, a, a solid showing. Um, you know, he made that. He looked like a playmaker to me. Yeah, he looked like a playmaker. He looked like a playmaker. He stopped that interception from happening when Ronnie Stanley let, um, I don't even know what edge rusher it was for the Cardinals, you know, disrupt that play. That was a walk-in touchdown for Rashad, and you know, ball flight got altered because Lamar got hit while he was throwing it, and Rashad came up big and basically took it out of the defender's hands. And then he had that run later in the game too. So, you know, I- I'm gonna say credit to him. Um, that's a step in the right direction for sure. And you know, you put a few more games together like that, and you know, maybe I'm gonna be not walking back some of my past takes, but saying, you know, like 
good good for you like you you figured the fuck out finally i'm gonna be you saying know, you're well you're welcome rashad you're welcome yeah, yeah bullying you're, works you're welcome for bullying you into doing that um i've got i've got to be i've got to be one of the most notorious rashad bateman bullies on twitter right probably i also you know like Pe- I, people I, I, were on my ass for that shit but see that's that's what happens with and i don't know what we've done to um deserve this treatment from raven's twitter but if we're going after you know zim or some other fucking other yeah. fan base everybody's like oh yeah hell yeah drew and well are we go after the fucking clans member <laughs> fucking everybody loves that shit i could tweet fucking anything about her and people are we is the greatest thing ever but god forbid i mentioned somebody they like i'm you know we're the worst people in the world so weird um just just strange behavior from our fan base but it is what it is maybe um, that's why they be coming for me too now I, I, I know yeah i well, people come for you. I'm gonna fucking yeah, I, I kill them online. Like that's not allowed. Dude. It's, that's your protected class. You can't you can't take go after oh, you. Oh, um, God. Yeah, you can't go after you if I, especially on behalf of Will and I. Like just they used to do that to Grant too. People would go after Grant, and it's like just fucking tweet Will and I. Like be normal. Yo, I I told Will come in that Raven space though. They was like, yo, that's the purple pants guy. Yo, yo, I'm like, yo, chill. Yo, that's my man. Yo, chill. Like yo. It was like they was terrified. Yeah, I said, Yo, "What the fuck?" Well, because they they they've all lost arguments to Will online. I'm sure. I mean, the only person who's never lost Will in an online argument is me. Um, that's just because I'm you know far better at semantics and bullshit than Will. But you I mean, know. you're just telling lies right now. <laughs> what if I? Well, what if what have you ever? What have you ever beat me in an argument? Was uh, I'll figure it out. I know I have. Yeah, exactly. You can't <laughs> think of one because it didn't happen. You haven't beat me. Um, I'm sure I have. My accounts got deleted, so I'm sure my I have. Got my my accounts got deleted, so I can't pull receipts on it. It's unfortunate, but you know, uh, Ronnie Ronnie Stanley. I think it might be time to have a discussion about him. Um, he does not look like the old Ronnie Stanley. So you're paying Ronnie Stanley to be a you know top five left tackle in the NFL, and he is just not. He doesn't have the same mobility anymore, and like he's not a bad player, but again, you're paying him a shit ton of money, and like you can't be getting beat around the edge like that as much as he did. Um, you know, you're supposed to be our cornerstone left tackle. Like that's just not a not a good look. So definitely not a good then, look. No, nah, and then you know, John Simpson too. Like we've we've said he's a replacement, you know, level left guard. Like, is it time to give Ben Cleveland a shot there? Um, do you give fucking Malulu, whatever the fuck his name is, do you give him a shot there? Call him Solid the Beast. Yeah, so yeah, Solid the Beast, fucking let him play. Uh, he can't be any worse than John Simpson at this point. And if he is, so what? You know, you can go back to John Simpson and he's going to give you an average performance. But, like, you know, there even are a Pat, lot of times. Even Pat McCarry or some shit. This is something. Yeah. Let's see something. Yeah, it's just I, I, that left side of our offensive line is pretty suspect at this point. Um, you know, Morgan Moses, like, people get on him about guys blowing past him every once in a while. But, like, that's that's who he, he's not. You're not expecting him to be, like, an agile right guard that's, you know, going to you know, shut down an elite pass rush. Like you're not paying him top five right tackle money. So you're not expecting a top five right tackle performance out of him. Whereas you're paying Ronnie Stanley top five left tackle money. You expect him to play like a top five left tackle. Right. And again, shout out Gus, like, you know, fucking looked great. Um, I I don't know if we want to get in the trade deadline now. Does anybody have any thoughts about um, Sunday that we haven't touched on? Only question I'd have is how healthy is Ronnie at this point? Just because, Right, he's but like, bullied. put up like, a he's shot. He's getting bullied. 
true you know, too. The guy, but that- the guy, soft as shit, softy Stanley, fucking ski mask Stanley, Robin the Ravens, Ronnie, you know, fucking rest day Ronnie, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Like <laughs> enough, enough, man. I R I R Stanley, baby. Yeah, staycation Stanley. Like enough, man. Like you, you, you got fucking hurt four years ago. Figure the fuck out. Yeah, you're cashing a paycheck every week. Fucking earn that shit. And again, I, I the want one him- from earlier this year, the sprain or whatever against the Texans. He leaves, comes back, and then is a fucking turnstile since. Yeah, like that's the only you, question. You, you sprained your leg, like so. Fucking what? Figure it out. You know, or don't play. If you're gonna play and suck, you're better off sitting. So if you're really hurt and you can't play, then don't fucking go out on the field. You know, yeah. I would rather I'd rather you not be a fucking turnstile and get Lamar killed. That, that that that's really my objective here is that like protect Lamar Jackson at all costs. When Lamar Jackson has time in the pocket, he's nobody's better than him. So let's yeah. give him time in the pocket. You know, let's let's fucking block for him. Let's do our fucking jobs as the offensive lineman. That's right. Specifically so Ryan. Anyway, specifically specifically Ryan. So anyway, the trade de- the trade deadline is passed and the Ravens were in talks to make certain moves, but nothing really came to fruition. So they stood pat. No trades were made from us from giving away anybody or getting anybody. So, Drew, why does ADC hate us? Why? Some of our fans <laughs> got to got, got chill the fuck out. Like, you know, I, I get it. Like, it's trade deadline season. The Ravens are in a phenomenal position of they have a really good team right now, and there were guys available at positions that would make them an even better team. So, like, the, the desire to go pick up a Derrick Henry, a Josh Jacobs, a Chase Young, a Montez Sweat, Daniel Hunter, or whatever, whatever fucking name you throw out there, like an edge rusher or a running back, I get it. Like, everybody with a brain wanted those players. That's fine. I get it. There, there is nobody with a rational argument against acquiring any of those guys if the price is right. Where our fans are fucking weird to me is this entire thing where – you know, oh, the 49ers and the Eagles, and those are the two teams that get thrown out all the time are like these super aggressive teams that go all in and go get the guys that they need. And they're like, oh, you know, Eagles went and got Kevin Byard, and the 49ers went and got Chase Young, and why can't EDC do that? I, I, cool. I think well, they had a show for it. Right. The Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, but that was. But that wasn't. That wasn't because they went all in. That's because they went and signed a bunch, yep. of, a bunch of veteran guys who fucking gelled really well and won the Super Bowl. Exactly. So, like. And Car- you know, Let's put it in context there. I mean, again, 49ers haven't won shit. Um, 49ers, you know, John Lynch gets fucking sucked up online for going to acquire Chase Young. Like, he traded three first-round picks for Trey Lance. Like, people forget Not to that. mention that, the way they've been happened. playing and the money they've invested along their defensive line, they're not getting a good return out of it at all. Like, no. their defense is I mean, highly overpaid. It, it is. And, again, like, they paid Jimmy G, like, He's he just got benched for Aiden O'Connell, who played quarterback at fucking Purdue of all places. So I mean, not like he's some fucking you know can't miss blue chip prospect. Like he's some fucking dork from uh you know no name Big Ten school. Your favorite quarterback of all time went to Purdue. Fuck Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, I, it took me a second to make that connection. There, yeah, fuck him too. Like I, again, I, I just I don't get the John Lynch praise for that. It's it's fucking weird. Our fans are fucking weird. And on top of that, you got our fans taking shots at, you know, friends of the program, Cole and Spencer, for I would say both of them had pretty accurate reports from what I've now like gathered after the fact. I'm not like I don't claim to be some kind of insider, but I will bother people and ask questions that maybe maybe normal people won't ask them. 
Um, so Cole started off with the Derrick Henry thing and basically said that the Titans owner vetoed a trade that was in place for Derrick Henry to come to Baltimore. I had heard about the Derrick Henry stuff for the entire week leading up to that happening. Um, at some point I even tweeted 22 eyeball emojis because, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was, fa- I was fairly confident that that trade was going to happen. What actually happened there was that Mayo coffee drinking banana peel eating freak came in and threw four touchdowns and looked like he actually knew how to play football. And the Titans owner was kind of like, Oh shit, I don't want to trade. You know, we don't want to trade the face of our franchise for what we were discussing with you before. And the Ravens were kind of like, yeah, we're all set. And I, I don't know what the trade compensation was in that situation. I honestly have no idea. I'm not going to pretend to have some kind of source that said, oh, yeah, they, they asked for a second-round pick. And UC said, fuck off. I can honestly say that they were in on Derrick Henry, and it didn't work because at the last second, the Titans asked for you know more than what was being discussed before. And the Ravens said, no, nah, the price is too much. We can't do it. And they couldn't have made a Derrick Henry trade work after Monday because of um, they wouldn't have been allowed to restructure Derrick Henry's contract. And so that was what stopped them from continuing to pursue that on Tuesday because I don't think they had the money to shed off the cap to make that work. Um, So then you flash forward to Tuesday and Spencer had a tweet that said the Raiders were asking for a second round pick for Josh Jacobs and the Ravens didn't budge and didn't want to pay a second round pick. And that trade obviously never ended up happening. And then you get reports coming out after the fact that, you know, People were calling the Raiders and they weren't returning phone calls. And then all of a sudden, Josh McDaniels and their GM get fired today. So what's pretty clear to me what happened there is that the Derrick Henry shit fell through. Ravens still wanted to upgrade at running back. They clearly had had conversations about Josh Jacobs before. And again, I I trust Spencer saying that he knows people in Josh Jacobs' camp. And they were saying that there was, you know, Josh Jacobs wants out of Vegas. Ravens are into Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is in Ravens. And again, it just didn't work out. Like, I don't know how you can really crucify ADC for that. It just kind of, you know, again, the Ravens wanted a running back. He's a running back. He's very good at football. You know, it did, they didn't make it work. It is what it is. And then, you know, people are killing EDC for not making the Chase Young move. I'm more willing to have a discussion that that's a move that EDC should have made. I also think that maybe his attention was more focused on trying to materialize that Josh Jacobs move out of nowhere because maybe he has faith that a job was going to come back and play well. And right. maybe he thinks that OA is ready to make a break and not to jerk myself off here, but on May 1st, I tweeted that, you know, if we sign Rocky sin, which we ended up doing after May 1st, and we sign any other veteran quarterbacks corners, I don't know if they're going to be CB two because I think the Ravens love Brandon Stevens. And that's pretty clear that they liked Brandon Stevens and that kind of faith has been rewarded. So, you know, who am I to now question that they feel like they have enough pass rush wise? You know, I I don't know if I'm in a position to do that. I don't always agree with the Ravens in the guys that they like and the guys that they hold on to and the guys they kind of prop up. But a lot of times it ends up working out. I would say at any other position other than wide receiver, it has typically worked out. If the Ravens are like, we trust our guys, the guys that they trust seem to work out. And might be a crazy take, I don't know, but like you know, you're you're okay. you, you can criticize the front office of your favorite team, but you also have to look at the track record and look at the fact that the Ravens have been, you know, for pretty much all of their existence, have been a good football team. And so yeah. maybe maybe us, you know, end of the bar idiots that uh, John Harbaugh called out last year, he does have somewhat of a point that a lot of us are fucking stupid and ask questions and you know want things done that maybe don't make sense. Well. 
like uh, on the Chase Young thing. Obviously, it would have been nice to have Chase Young, but I think two things can be said about that. Number one, uh, it it could definitely signal that Ojabo and Bowser are uh, are close to being healthy enough to contribute, or they have hope that they will be. You know, in a time frame where it, I think having uh, an edge rusher or a couple edge rushers become healthy towards the end of the season, I think is more important. Um, like we saw last year, Ojabo, we had him towards the end of the season. He contributed. So that could be a signal that that uh, one or both those guys is, is going to be ready. And on top of that, we talked about this on the, the stream, I think. But um, the, the the defense is leading the NFL in sacks. So like we're getting we're getting to the quarterback without giving away a third round pick without expense, you know, uh, ex- giving a, a huge extension to a guy that uh, just walked in the door. So I don't know. I mean, from where EDC is sitting, I think it was like any move he made was going to be a luxury. We were, we were not going into this deadline with a pressing need. Right. You, you were not, and you were not coming from a desperate position of you really needed to make this move for an edge rusher or running back, or you're not going to compete. Right. It's like, like yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think Eric probably was like, here's our best offer. And, and so I would, and, and if you, you're right. And if you, if you test the market and you don't get a better offer, then give me a call back. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you're not going to like drive the price up. And so my only argument, the, the Chase Young one is that we are, we have been very good at getting sacks and getting the quarterback and, you know, simulating pressure and doing it in some unorthodox manners. When you're playing, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes caliber quarterback, sometimes you have to have four guys rushing the passer and you're not trying to do any of these kind of confusing things or you're dropping a defensive tackle in coverage or something like that. And so a Chase Young move helps you in that situation. And so this is very much like a, you know, a macro thing, like you said on the PSF stream, that you're looking at a bigger picture, uh, one situation in the playoffs that maybe having Chase Young helps you out. And to me, maybe that's worth a third round pick. I don't know if EDC was ever given that opportunity to offer a third round pick. Or, you know, I think Trippy brought it up on the stream too. Maybe maybe they just didn't want to fucking trade Chase Young to the Ravens. Like it does, it does take two to tango. You know, it's not yeah, a take two to tango. Remember yeah, when it, I told it, you guys so <clears throat> and and Drew, you've given me credit for this. I'm the first person to come up with a realistic scenario where we did trade for Chase Young. I thought it would mm-hmm. be before the season started, but um, I also have personal knowledge about Chase Young's inner circle. I don't, I think as far as I know, Chase Young himself is fine, I guess, you know, like uh, as far as his, his reputation goes, but uh, he's got some people in his inner circle. Very, very frustrating individuals around him. Frustrating and very uh, sketchy, sketchy yeah. people that, and you know, the Ravens are careful about who they want in the building. So um, this guy has a, well, I shouldn't say this guy. Who whoever I'm talking about has a a reputation. So uh, it could be they they didn't want any part of that. Who knows? Yeah, I mean there there are a lot of reasons to not trade for Chase Young. There are as many reasons to trade for him. But the the real thing here is that again we are six and two, uh, clear AFC clear cut AFC contender, and really nobody else who's considered an AFC contender made some massive move to make themselves feel better. You know, make themselves not feel better, but be a better team. Um, you know, the Bills went on and got Russell Douglas. They also lost Trey White for the year. So that's that's and, a downgrade. And, oh, hey, but they also signed Leonard Fournette to their practice squad. So 
Yeah, but again, so that's uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's no, it's but that, normal... that's a that's a normal death move. So right. fine, you know, cool. Like we can go make a normal death move tomorrow. That's not a huge deal. But Rasul Douglas is a huge downgrade from Trey White. So really, all they did is that they filled Trey White's position with a lesser commodity. Okay, so that's not really making them better. And is Ezra Cleveland even better than John Simpson? Because that's who the Jags went and got from the um, the Vikings. Like, you know, again, offensive line, you know, good offensive linemen don't move. No. And so the fact that the Vikings are willing to move him should probably signal to you that he's really not that good. And he's right. not worth being up in arms that the Jags got this fucking, you know, world beater at guard. Like, he's just, he's not that good of a player. If, if, so, he's that, if he was that good, they would have just let him play out the year, go sign with someone else and take a comp pick back. I actually think because it that would be like us, a third a third round pick. Of all of us, I think Trippy has always had the most consistent take of like whoever the Ravens run out on the field, he he has faith in. You know what I mean? The most like minded take to EDC, I would say that you know whoever is playing for the Ravens, Trippy's going to have their back and think that this guy's going to do well. And mm-hmm. I guess what what has happened this year that makes you think that that's not going to continue? You know, we've we've plugged in Ronald Darby and Rocky Sin at corner, and Brendan Stevens is having a fucking career year. He's the most targeted corner in the NFL. Mollett. Mollett is having a fucking year. Clowney. Uh, Clowney's having a year. Kyle Ben is having a year. Yeah, like Geno Stone is having a year. Nope. Nelly. Nelly's having a year. Odell has shown signs to me of coming back to – not the all pro caliber Odell, but at least a very good wide receiver and, that we can rely on. And and something that, that should be uh he should get a lot of credit for. He's drawn six uh six first downs on defensive penalties. So whether so it be help- offensive pass interference, holding or or uh, illegal contact. So I was having this discussion with um I don't even fucking remember who I was tweeting and they're like, you know, I need to see something out of Odell and I'm like I feel like we're getting to that breaking point with him where he's going to do something that you're going to be like, okay, Odell's back. And that's what I said is I'm like, you know, those don't show up on the stat sheet. Those aren't yards that he's gotten receiving, but they're meaningful to the team. And like, they're meaningful yards. So like basically it's six catches for uh, whatever amount of those yards is. And first, a first down on all six, right? He's six first down. Yeah. Six first downs. And at least two of those have been offensive pass interference with, with, Pretty well, and decent then, games and then he had that play against He had that play against the Titans that extended the drive where uh, Justin Simmons or yeah, whatever, Simmons on the uh, Titans tried to take out Zay Flowers' knee. Yeah. And he came in and flopped and, you know, drew that uh, personal foul. Yep. That extended the drive. <laughs> we ended up punching it in. So, you know, he, he is he is contributing, and it's not in the flashy wide receiver stats that we want at this point. But he's kind of showing glimpses of he can be that guy still. Right. So. Well, or he wants because he has a, a lot of incentives built in. But right, he's he's had a couple moments where you know, actually, I think it was when he got interfered with this week that he went to the fucking sideline and slammed his helmet. It was fucking livid because he wants to make that play. He doesn't want right. to get whistled for you know the ball at the one. He wants to catch the touchdown pass. So he's clearly right. still got the drive there. He clearly still wants to be the player that he used to be. And he has shown physical flashes of being that guy. So I'm willing to wait on him because, again, to me, you know, December and January Odell is a lot more important than, you know, late October Odell. His, be- his best chunk on his last team, the Rams, who won the Super Bowl, was his his uh, playoff run. He was incredible in the playoffs. And that's including a Super Bowl game where he only played, like, what, a half a quarter? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had a touchdown catch. Yep. And that was a that was again a situation where I think he got released like week four and then didn't sign with the Rams until like week 10. And yep. then really didn't come on with the Rams until you know week 14, 15 is when they really started like working him into the offense, giving the ball. And like you said, by the time he was sort of up to speed and ready to go as a playoff run, that's where he really shined. So if that's I think that's for some reason this is sticking out of my head. 327 yards and three touchdowns or something like that in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah something like yeah. that. So, you know, just based on the amount of time he played. So he played at the Rams that year. I don't think they were a one seed, were they? No, I think they were a two seed that year. So they they played four games. And he played in 3.25 of them. Right. So and basically he had, 100, and he had, 100 yards a game and a touchdown and all Exactly those, so. right. So, you know, we, we, we want this guy – to, I, obviously, I want him to to have 200 yards and two touchdowns every week. But yeah. um, we're going to get our money's worth if we get in the playoffs and we get that Odell, that version. Right. Yeah, that's totally how I agree. Feel. And that was the version of him who had no ACL in his, in his knee. Yeah. I, and again, he he has shown somewhat explosiveness. You know what yep. I mean? It's not the same as the Giants Odell, but it, it's it's getting there. That that it's, slant it's the he ran, the slant he ran against the, against the Titans or the Titans. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I it, think it's getting there. It's not perfect, but it, it'll. It, it's it's looking like more of Odell than we saw earlier in the year. So right. I, I I'm I have some faith. And I right. and I know he's not happy with it, but if he gets two first downs on uh some sort of defensive penalty and three catches for 25 yards a week, I'm perfectly happy with that output. He's contributing. Now I'd rather he get six catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. But you know. Yeah. I'll take I'll I'll take whatever the output is. It, it's it's helping us win. It's advancing the ball. It's you know uh, th- this is the job of the wide receiver is to move the ball down the field in chunks, and he he's doing that even if it's not catching the ball. Uh, so I, I'm I'm still very very happy and patient with. Him. Yeah, yeah, but um, cause I mean I feel the same way too. Like I'm just being patient because I mean, what he missed what two games so far? Yeah, or just yeah. one. So, I mean, as long as he keep playing this thing, and I mean, I like that frustration. Like, that's the show he want to score. I don't think he frustrated with the team or nothing. That's just the show he got that dog in him. Like, yeah, yeah, agree. Because, like, if you think about it, I remember, like, three weeks ago, everybody was saying, like, yo, why Bateman act like him? You know what I mean? Act like he just don't care. So, I wonder if Bateman was doing that, would fans feel the same way? And another thing is, I hear um, Raven fans saying, yo, he robbing the Ravens, this and that, but I said this on 105.7 the other day. Like, is Odell like what like what's like what y'all think wrong with him? Cause like a lot of people saying he washed up, but every time you turn around, he getting the PIs. You feel me? Like a DB can't hold him. So is he bullshit or he just still nice? You see what I'm saying? Cause like the people who are saying that are the same idiots who were mad at, at EDC for not making a trade. Just and 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 yeah. if you ask them, it's like Okay, what trade? What trade should he have made? And they're like, he should have traded for, uh, you know, Devontae Adams. Yeah, right. Like stupid shit. It's like Matt, Matt, the Madden crowd. You know, um, my my thing it with Odell too. Like maybe we overpaid him. I I don't know, fifteen million dollars a lot for a wide receiver. I don't care. I don't care. But exactly, like I, it doesn't. You know, maybe maybe he's not going to give you fifteen million dollars worth of production. But it was the fact that you signed Odell. Like people have already forgotten how the offseason went. Of you know, Lamar Jackson publicly requested a trade. You mm-hmm. signed Odell. Now all of a sudden, Lamar locks in here for five years. 
and you draft Zay Flowers. Like that mm-hmm. was kind of the that was what and, and before that the only wide receiver move they made was Nelson Aguilar. Right. Like, but it was it was the Odell signing that really brought Lamar back into the fold. I, I would say, and again, Lamar has said that much, and there's been other reporting that said he asked for you know Hopkins and Odell, and then he'd come back. And then he got Odell and came back, so I, it's got to be a big part of that move. And he and confirmed, made, and he confirmed he said that. He, but he, he yeah. said, "I didn't say you have to get both those guys, or I won't come back." He said, "Get me, I want Odell or uh, or D Hop." Yeah, and they got, and they got, went, and they went and did it. I guess you know. And then we, my bad. Then we will sign. And then I remember when we signed Odell. A lot of fans was like, "Oh yeah." That's going to bring tickets, you know what I mean? Bring more fans there. And that's, oh, that might be a sign we're bringing Lamar back. So I still don't get why fans so mad. Like, I don't know. Like, that should be crazy. Because they're fucking morons. That's why. Fans fans always look for a reason to be fucking mad. It's like a weird existence. Yeah, some do. Yeah. There is a contingent of every fan base, whether it's, you know, 25%, 50%. I don't know what the fucking number is, nor do I care. But like, there is a group in every fan base who, we could go 17 and 0, win the Super Bowl, and they would complain that we didn't win every game by enough points. Yep. Or that we won boring or whatever their fucking weird ass complaint is. Or, or and, yeah, John Harbaugh, fire him. Yeah. Again, the fire Harbaugh crowd <laughs> is is looking, you know, looking real bad with how like their hero Kyle Shanahan does. You know, things like that. Like y- 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 putting everything in context with our fan base. I feel like our fan base is overly hard on our front office and our coaching staff for all the time for no reason. Again, yeah, yeah agreed. The, like Greg Roman gave you enough reasons to be hard on him, okay? But John Harbaugh really hasn't. <laughs> yeah, Com- comparatively speaking. Well, and and the question, and you know, I don't know if you came up with this or not, but uh, uh, you know, I fully agree with you, and I we we have uh, a brain that uh, apparently is like connected to the same source of information, but um, somewhat. Okay, you don't want John Harbaugh. Who do you want instead? Right, and my my thing with that is that you know I was like that's a cop out answer, but it, it, it's not a cop out answer because what what is the direction you're looking for this team to go? Because I feel like if you hire anybody besides John Harbaugh, you're looking for them to be as successful as John Harbaugh. So you exactly. already ha- you already have John Harbaugh here. What is the point of breaking that continuity? And now if you're gonna go bring in a uh, I don't know. The Ravens have some fucking line on some 30-year-old offensive wizard that nobody's really tapped into yet, and you think he's totally going to revolutionize football, and you want to move on from John Harbaugh for that guy? Sure, like because then, then you, have a, you have a clear plan of what you're trying to do. If you're going to fire John Harbaugh just to bring in another John Harbaugh-type guy, what's the point? What do you gain from that? Like If you're looking to shake up the organization, so I would say John Harbaugh has been kind of more of a defense first guy and sort of a, um, you know, a rah-rah cheerleader, you know, fucking leader of men. And if you're now looking to switch gears and go to some Mike McDaniel offensive dork caliber guy, like that's fine. You're making, but you're, you're, but at that point you're making a a philosophical shift. And so if the front office is behind that and they're, drafting and free agent transactions are going to also match up with that philosophical shift. And you're bringing somebody in that can coach that philosophical shift better by all means, go for it. But if you're just looking to the Ravens front office is going to operate the same way that it has forever. Like why 
get rid of Harbaugh. You did the, you know, it, why bring in some offensive mastermind if you're not willing to, you know, forego spending big money on defense and spend all your money on offense? Like, what, what do you gain from that? What, what would be the point of doing that? That's always kind of been my thing with the Fire Harbaugh crowd is that, like, you, you point out these head coaches who are offensive gurus, allegedly, who don't succeed in the playoffs, but that's who you want to bring in. Fine, but then you have to also probably fire EDC at that point because his idea, you know, ideology doesn't align with uh, Andy Reid or a Kyle Shanahan type coach. Like, that's not how EDC builds a roster. So you're then asking to bring in an offensive-minded head coach for a team that spends heavily on defense and won't spend heavily on offense. Like, that just seems dumb. That seems like you're just fucking causing mayhem for no reason. That's so, what I say. They, 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 like, some of them fans, they just say the dumbest shit. Like, and sometimes it just be to the point, like, it be stupid. Like, well, uh, online, that, online that, is that, such an echo. It's such an echo chamber. Because if you tweet Fire Harbaugh, you're going to get 40 people agreeing with you in the comments and you're going to get 10 people telling you you're wrong. And then the 40 people who agree with you are going to attack those 10 people and you just get totally outnumbered. It's not even like anybody makes any valid points or anything. It's just a uh, shouting you down, telling you you're stupid, which is weird. Like that's, that just seems how yeah, our fan base works. And, I, and, I, and, and, um, back to EDC, I think a lot of people fail to realize because like I said, you know, some of these fans, Raven fans, they just became Raven fans. Like, EDC been with the Ravens a long time ago. He started off yeah. as a scouting, you feel me, a scouting person. You see what I'm saying? And he always been under um Ozzie, under Ozzie. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know what I mean? And Ozzy gave basically gave him the keys. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like when you hear fans saying, yo, Ozzy shit, man, Ozzy need to be back in the office. Ozzy still there. So like what the fuck? Like uh, yeah, Ozzy's, office, Ozzy's office is probably right next door to Eric's. That's what I'm saying. Like you you had one fan yesterday, right? So I was saying, like, it was like, yeah, Trip, who would you want? I'm like, man, I, I mean, we can get, um, oh, no, no, my bad. They was talking about the trade situation. I don't know if it was Cole or Spence that had posted, was saying basically like a second, uh, I mean, I think I saw like a third round in Justice Hill for um Jacobs. So then yeah, somebody so Spencer, yelled out. Spencer said it was a second round pick is what they asked Okay, cool. For. All right. So then somebody yelled out, oh, it's a second round pick. You got one dude talking about. Man, I ain't giving up no second round pick for no fucking Jacobs. Man, he washed up. He him and him and Gus Evans just like the same thing. I said, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, bro, is you serious right now? Like, Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Like, not saying Gus bullshit, but Jacobs. Yeah, Jacobs. And- Jacobs a very good player, and if you get what if I'm saying, wanted, yeah, if they want a second round pick for him, if they want a second round pick for him, I, I think that's a fair ask. But I also don't have an issue with the Ravens saying no to that. Because right. he is a rental at that point. And, like, you don't want to pay a running back big money. And I feel like to make giving up a second-round pick worthwhile, it has to be like Roquan last year where you bring him in and extend him. And so if you're not willing to pay Josh Jacobs, then maybe don't give up a second-round pick. Exactly. I'd rather have Blake I'd rather have Blake Quorum in the second round next year than, you know, a uh, uh, seven- or eight-game stretch of Josh Jacobs. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a Raven. Yeah, I mean, I've been pushing that oh, for two and a half years I mean, now, so – Hometown kid too, so I mean, you know. yeah. But I, uh, you know, I like I, I'm I'm past the point of questioning what our front office does because I feel like they have a plan, and maybe that plan is not what I philosophically agree with. But they also seem to always operate the same way over and over again, and more times than not, they're right. They don't they don't tend to overpay guys who, you know, like I really, if you look at UDC's tenure, I would say that the Yannick trade 
didn't work out because he went and got somebody who wasn't a scheme fit for us. We needed a pass rusher, but under Wink's scheme, you need somebody who could rush the passer and defend against the run. And mm-hmm. Yannick was not a good run defender, so he couldn't get on the field. Terrible. And I would say the Earl Thomas you know, tr- um, signing didn't work out, and that was for non-football reasons. And so maybe you can put some blame on EDC there and say that he didn't do enough research into who Earl Thomas was as a person and didn't see that he wasn't going to fit in the locker room. And didn't. And again, Earl Thomas was right. Brandon Williams is a fat pussy who got overpaid, who didn't play, who nursed injuries. And Chuck Clark was a fucking moron who couldn't align in the defense. So, you know, those were his two noted spats where he punched Chuck Clark in the face for fucking up coverage in, in practice. <laughs> and he allegedly went after um, – Brandon Williams after that Browns loss in 2019 and called him a fat pussy and told him to fucking play and earn his paycheck. Neither I remember that game because Brandon Williams yeah. he came out with the butters on and shit. Street clothes. Yeah, he, like, he, the he, fuck? Yeah, then, yeah he like, it. you know, was nursing a hamstring injury and allegedly Earl Thomas went after him after that game. But neither of those things were wrong. I mean, again, we don't blow coverages like we used to when Chuck Clark was the one aligning, aligning the defense. I had, I had Jeff Srebeck tell me that Coaches laugh at us for putting so much stock in the green dot. But then I look at how our defense is now. We don't blow coverages like that. So what's the fucking common denominator here? Chuck Clark's gone. Chuck well, Clark isn't here. Guess what? Blow, blow I've never heard of any profession where people lose their jobs more frequently than NFL coaches. So they can laugh at us all they want. But there's a hell of a lot yeah. of turnover in their in their jobs. Right, right. And, you know, I, I don't think Jeff was saying that maliciously. I just think that some coaches don't want to admit that there are specific players you put in positions that they don't deserve. Yeah, no, and, and I, I don't blame Jeff. He is telling the truth. That's yeah, what NFL yeah. coaches NFL coaches think fans are stupid. And if they think fans are stupid for how much stock we put in the green dot, well, then a, I think a coach who thinks we're stupid for thinking that is a coach who doesn't understand the value of the green dot. Yeah, well, no, that coach is coaching for the fucking Giants right now, and their right. defense sucks balls. So, you know, right. Right. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts, Wink Martindale, cunt. But, um, yeah, no, it just I, – I feel like our fan base is generally dumber than most fan bases because they won't admit that the Ravens have been good for a very long time. Like, they, they just seem to not want to admit that whether the Ravens do things that you personally agree with or not, the results are there and the results have been good. And that's really all it boils down to. So that's yep. why um, that's why I'm okay with standing pat at the trade deadline. It's not what I would have done. I would have gone out and gotten Chase Young. Um, I would have, you know, I don't know if I could have forced the Raiders to make a trade there, but I would have fucking tried real hard for that. I would have tried real hard for Saquon. I would have tried real hard for Dino Hunter earlier before, mm. you know, the money mm. became an issue with him. Cordero but Patterson. Cordero Patterson. You know, Josh Uche is another guy that I would have gone and gotten. The but, running back for the Falcons. Uh, yeah, that's Cordero Patterson. No, the other one too, though. What's his name? Oh, Algier. 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 Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have took him too. Yeah, there, there are there are plenty of guys that if I look at you know players that I think would have been available that I would have gone after. I don't know if I would have successfully gotten them as the GM, but the 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 stronger point here is that like just because EDC does something that I wouldn't do doesn't mean that I'm right and doesn't mean that he's wrong. Which means that I don't agree with how he handled it, but I also can look at his track record and say, yeah, other than years where we've had fucking fluke injuries, like he's done pretty fucking well building the team. You know, I can't blame EDC for not having depth for missing 25 guys. Like you go into the year with a 53 man roster and half of that ends up on the fucking injured reserve. Like 
yeah, no shit. He was signing corners off the street because you don't go into the year expecting to be missing half your fucking guys. Right. So, yeah. Well, and, and like a draft, a draft like 2020, when uh, for the past two years, people have been talking about how bad it was. Pretty good. Draft. I wish I wish there was a way that I could search pictures on Twitter, because if I search that picture of the Ravens tweeted of their whole 2020 draft class, just like the picture itself, not the quote tweets of it, of people tweeting that for the last two years fucking mocking it saying like look at how bad this idiot is at drafting and those Mm -hmm. are probably the same people who are who are panicking saying like shit we're not going to be able to keep patrick queen geno stone and justin matabike and two years ago they were calling them fucking bums saying that those guys fucking sucked so you know that that's that's kind of my thing is again even if you look at drafts like oh my bad you know what else or they do they'll compare who was drafted before them like Yo, like you got some people still crying about a job or and shit. Like, yeah. I keep telling like, yo, just get a man some time, bro. Like, he hurt, but just give him some time. You feel me? Like, I think I think it was really this person like that should be done. I think it was really stupid that we drafted Jalen Armour Davis over Tariq Wallen. Okay. Also, also every team in the NFL passed on Tariq Wallen at least three times before he got drafted. Exactly. So. If I'm going to have the Rams, criticism, except of, the Rams, except the Rams, they didn't have picks. But regardless, I, if I'm going to have, if I'm going to have <laughs> criticism, of, if, if I'm going to have criticism of EDC for passing on Tariq Woolen, I then have to criticize every other NFL GM for passing on him as well. You know, okay. so like when you put everything in context, yeah, he's made mistakes. It's okay to criticize him. It's okay to say that this wasn't the best move. You know, this didn't pan out the way that EDC probably planned it. But also, if you look at the whole body of work, it's been pretty fucking good. Like, we're kind of like privileged people complaining about, like, minor inconveniences. And, and this, and this, another, this is another thing real quick, right? We're not used to, like, drafting in the top 10, right? So a player that we probably love, we're probably not going to get. Nine times out of 10, we drafting, like, yeah. 23, like 23 and below. So a player that we want, we probably ain't going to get. So... They, they go with the best player available. So it might not, like, even me, like, I ain't going to lie, I love Kyle Hamilton. But when we drafted him, I was saying, like, why was we why did we draft him? But I see why. For instance, uh, we drafted Hollywood that year, right? I mean, he was nice, but I feel like it was other wide receivers. But look what the EDC did. He went on and traded him for a first-round pick, and we got yeah. what? You know what I mean? We got a um, – We got a we got, yeah, we, we got, got a we got a top two center in the league. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? But you still got fans that cry about that. Like, yo, that was dumb. You know what I mean? Like, it's always something. But I love what that man doing, man. I feel like, and I said this at the beginning of the season, as long as we stay healthy, I feel like we can make a run. You feel me? And right 100%. now, 6 and if you go looking good. Yeah, if, if you go back in the early years, yeah. I don't remember what episode I joined Zone 32, like, officially full-time for. But if you go back in the archives, like I was very much on EDC's ass to start off with. You used to saying, call him a bald midget. Yeah, you used to call him a bald, bald, bald midget all the time. And then, you know, shit started kind of working out. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of wrong here. I'm going to, you know, fucking. I did the Homer Simpson meme of slowly backing into the bush. Yeah. But it's because, again, I, I fell into the same trap that a lot of our fans did of I was too quick to judge moves that he made off the bat. And the, the thing to remember is he's got he's probably got the next five years of the Ravens planned out in his head. 
Oh, there's no way. Yeah. Probably. And he he probably has a one year plan, a three year plan, a five year plan, a seven year plan, and a 10 year plan. Right. And so just because the one year plan didn't work out doesn't mean the three and the five year plan aren't going to work out. This is a guy who saw a beautiful blonde woman, okay, (laughs) who was three inches taller than him and said, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out a way. Three inches taller than you, too. That that's a lie, but but he saw a beautiful blonde woman three inches taller than him and was like, "I'm gonna find a way to make her my wife." And look look where he is now. Hey, he, the 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 moral of that story is that he he does follow through on a lot of his plans. Right, they may seem like long shots when you you know look at them, but they they work out. So there's a a lot to be said about how stupid and reactionary our fan base is. I'm sure we could go on about that for another six hours. We have a lot, we have a lot, we have a lot to cover and we're already yep. at, at least an hour in. So yeah. right yeah. around there, we're a little less, but so like we have, this guy, there because... we have this host who should, you know, do these things. There you go, Dick. Hey. He, J- J- Jake up, actually he took a break. He headed up to Buffalo Wild Wings to pick up a carryout order. Yeah. He didn't he didn't he didn't want to pay the he didn't want to pay the DoorDash fees. Googled well, some yeah, weird ass, go, you know, I, backgrounds. Yeah. Well, I had to go see my lady real quick, man. You know what it is. I'm just saying. But yeah. hey Jake, anyway, before we before but, we transition into that, I gotta say something. Today what is you have to say. Today is November first, which means yesterday was Halloween. Today marks the beginning of Thanksgiving season. And there are already people talking about Christmas. Uh, I have a very clear message for those people. Suck my fucking dick and <laughs> eat my ass. If you skip Thanksgiving, you might as well put on a red coat and uh, attack America. Okay. You basically are uh, uh, a, a British soldier Back in the the uh, 1770s, you have no respect for your country or uh, its its culture or you know its its traditions. Um, people who put their Christmas lights up. I I went for a walk with my dogs tonight, right when I got home from work before I got on here, and you know what I witnessed? I saw someone who put up Thanksgiving lights, and it brought joy to my heart. So I was gonna say right now, if you Is are putting lights. If What's you that? put up red, if Was you put up lights? red, yeah, I think red would be acceptable they're, they're, right now. They're they're like burgundy and orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like orange. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never seen it before, and I think at, you know before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to order some Thanksgiving lights for my house too. So, <laughs> so Thanksgiving on... Thanksgiving is the best holiday of the year, bar none. Um, family, maybe friends. Hopefully, it's both food, football drinking you can uh take a nap in the middle of the day it's it's the best day of the year best holiday of the year people who disrespect it and start talking about christmas yo if you make christmas the christmas season two months long then it's like it's like they're saying if you have two quarterbacks you don't have one if you have a two-month holiday you don't have one a month holiday you don't have any holiday christmas is nothing if you if you extend it too far you have to give Thanksgiving its time. And it's not even like Thanksgiving gets a full month for the most part. Most years, it's like in the early 20s. Like, you know, we're talking about someone. You get about like, three weeks. You get about three weeks. Yeah, exactly. So, like, is it too much to ask that you just respect Thanksgiving for three weeks a year? 
if you put up Christmas decorations prior to the weekend after Thanksgiving, I think it's a federal. I think it should be classified as a federal crime. I think that you are allowed to put up Thanksgiving or excuse me, Christmas decorations, but with your Thanksgiving decorations still up at, at like if you if you're celebrating Thanksgiving at your house with your family or something like they're having people over. I think they kind of like seeing the Christmas decorations up too. not a tree with ornaments on it, but like, right. you know, just a little so I'm thinking like I'm thinking like of Christmas. I'm thinking like inflatable snowmen on your front yard, Christmas lights or Christmas trees. That's things too that much. I would call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Outdoor decorating? No, you can't do it until after Thanksgiving. Until now, if you, you can... put up, if you put up an inflatable turkey, go for it. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I encourage any thanks, specifically Thanksgiving-themed decorations, okay? But um, putting up your Christmas lights before Thanksgiving, I would even say – you could make like some sort of tra- tradition in your family of putting up your Christmas lights on Thanksgiving if you want yeah. to. And then and then like the ceremonial lighting of them when the sun goes down. Great. Go for it. But if it's before Thanksgiving, jail. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Federal prison. Guantanamo yeah. Bay. Yeah. Fucking one way ticket. Go. Court Marshal. Leavenworth. Yeah. Brandon. Brandon Myers of Around the Block. Ravens fucking jail no. straight away. Yeah. Well, and Bing AI created a uh, like Captain Thanksgiving for me. It's a turkey dressed as like a, a soldier with a with an M4. So and he's protecting a, a table full of uh, Thanksgiving food with a, a uh, USA flag in the background. So great character. Um, but yeah, basically, if you listen to this podcast, I would hope you respect the bird you respect that this is, this is for our american listeners i know we have um random people in like fucking european countries that listen and canadians um that, okay. I, don't, I don't i don't yeah. i don't know about your you know customs over there i don't care about them either. i give it's a pass i give a pass so like my yeah. my friend is married to a lebanese woman like from beirut i know that i know there's uh some crossover but uh from beirut grew up in beirut she puts up the christmas tree like today and th- you know what she didn't grow up with thanksgiving she has no like orientation towards it so like she doesn't yeah. have you know so like I-, I i get that it's fine she loves christmas we, we are we are accepting of foreign people's traditions here this is only for american people right well and to be fair then for for his family he was saying like it's not even a question of where they're going or, or what they're doing on thanksgiving so he gets to like monopolize Thanksgiving. It, it, he loves it. Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great trade-off, but so like I am willing to, if people are listening to this and they want to like submit uh, a, a, a waiver and, and decorate for Thanksgiving or for Christmas before Thanksgiving has taken place, I will review it and approve it, but it's going to take a very convincing story. So like my, my buddy's wife from Beirut that, that passes the, the, the test. You know, like she has no reason to respect or care about Thanksgiving. She didn't grow up with it. You're from so, you're from Canada. You don't even celebrate Thanksgiving on the right day. So like, fuck they you. celebrate yeah. Thanksgiving in the summer. Yeah, like fuck. Well, I, I ain't gonna lie. That's the craziest shit. Ever. Oh, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Canadian, in the summer. Canadian, uh, yeah, I think I think Will's a little bit misguided here, but it's not. Um, it's it's September. Not. So I, no, no. Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. I, I'm I'm not that far off. Uh, and and if it falls before September 21st, I am still correct. I'm fairly sure it's like October, but um, that's crazy. Christmas in October. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Canadian people. October 9th. You're right. You're right. Okay. So it's still autumn. 
Oh, is that an is that an argument that drew one against Will? Oh fuck! You said yeah, you weren't is. sure. It wasn't an ar- that wasn't an argument. You said you weren't sure. So you I said it. I'm pretty sure it's like October, and then it's October. But that's not 100 percent confident. That that's, leaves that's you not, room for leeway to get out why of it. Be, hold argument. on, hold on. Why why would I be? There's no definition of that, bucko. I don't, I don't have a fucking eagle in my backyard. I don't milk you know maple syrup out of the trees in my backyard. I don't know what the fuck Canada does. I don't but know, I man. You got tied with coal. You got tied with coal and all that. So hey, Canadians. What yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, Cole, Cole puts up Christmas. What's your favorite show is Terrence and Phillip. We already know. We already know you no, watch it's... Terrence and Phillip on the daily. Anyway, okay, so hold on. Get on to the, the game preview. The, sum- the summary is respect Thanksgiving. If you put your, your Christmas lights or any Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving, or I, I'll even give you a little bit of uh, of wiggle room on that. If you're having people to your house and you want to put up the 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 tandem Christmas Thanksgiving decorations, like you sprinkle some some Christmas in, you can do it the night before. So like Wednesday of Thanksgiving week, just because like Thanksgiving Day can be a little hectic. I know like decorating on on the the same day is crazy. So, but respect Thanksgiving or. I will uh, murder. It should be it should be after Santa crosses through Macy's um, end of Macy's Thanksgiving that, Day. Break. I agree. That's a great that that that's like he that's the arrival of the Christmas season. Yeah. 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 So anything after that, fair game. Anything yeah, before yeah. that, you, you need to have express written consent from both. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point, Drew. I'm gonna from now on. I'm gonna say that's the point of delineation. It's when Santa appears on uh the Macy's Day Parade that's when it's okay to like fully embrace Christmas as I mean like obviously you're not going to skip Thanksgiving dinner but you know no but like if you start throwing up Christmas decorations right after that you're, yeah. you're it's okay I mean maybe that's part of your Thanksgiving like tradition like that like that as an activity I can respect that but uh Agreed. you know before that you're a terrorist you you Agreed. you uh I want to know your whereabouts on October 7th in Israel. Fair, or January 6th in the United States. But um, speaking of terrorists, Pete Carroll, big loose change guy, probably a terrorist. Um, and we are playing the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. So True. That's True. right. True. We are playing the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Yes. So, two teams with a winning I record. Put, I, put, I put that on a fucking tee for you, Jake. Let's go. <laughs> I know. We, we spent 70 minutes prior to... So the question becomes: Game scores, or do we want to preview the game? I, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, there's 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 not a ton about the game to preview. Um, for our offense sake, it's a lot of our own execution. And is Todd Munkin going to adjust to what the Seahawks throw at him? You know, if the Seahawks start dropping eight, are they going to take the runs? Are they going to take the checkdowns? Um, uh, you know, if it's a five yard pass to Patrick Ricard every time, and that's the only thing that's open. Are they going to be disciplined enough to continue to take that? Or are they going to do dumb things like try to force the pass too much? Um, you know, when the run is open with Gus Edwards, are you going to let him run for three touchdowns again? Or are you going to inexplicably like give Justice Hill carries in that situation? Um, you know, defensively, Geno Smith is a solid NFL quarterback, but Will has called him a system quarterback, which is fair of he's a rhythm and timing guy. And so really the point for Sunday has to be get Geno Smith out of rhythm. Make sure they can't run the ball efficiently. Make sure that, you know, DK, DK is DK and Tyler Lockett are injured, are banged up a little bit. But you know DK practiced in full. Tyler Lockett did not practice today. So right. So they're, DK but they're still 
you know, they're still not a hundred percent, I guess is my point. And maybe DK is a hundred percent by Sunday, but regardless, like you have a little bit of, you know, they're a little bit banged up coming to that game. And again, JSN's a rookie and JSN doesn't do well when you beat the shit out of him because he's a soft Ohio state suck eye. So, you know, suck eye beat, is crazy. Yeah. Beat, beat the fuck out of them. You know what I mean? Like fuck with their rhythm, you know, chip them coming off the line, get in Geno Smith's face. Um, you know, we have to just just do your job, and I feel like this is a not an easy win for the Ravens, but this is a very winnable game if the Ravens do what they're supposed to do. And I think and make sure if, Kenneth Walker doesn't run for five touchdowns against your defense again. Right, right. If if you shut up, Jake. Don't don't fucking. <laughs> don't <miss him. laughs> I probably catch it. God damn it. <laughs> Wolverine still Wolverine still won that game for the record, but um, you know, like. If if this becomes a close game and the Ravens lose or it's you know a, a three point win, it's because something went wrong for the Ravens because they couldn't pass the ball efficient, efficiently. It's because they turned the ball over. It's because they did dumb shit on defense and blue coverages or tried to do too much. Like this is the perfect kind of game that you should win, you know, by 10, 15 points, and like you should control for the entirety of the game. So just go out there and do your job. This is a perfect, you know, execute. That that's all they got to do this week, and it and it's a win. Yep, execute. I like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's a sixty-minute effort is what we need. You know, sixty it's minutes. Four, it's not the first forty-eight. It's not the first thirty. It's all sixty minutes. You know, we need a clean game from special teams too. Yeah. Um. Again, Harton. Harton. Like you're you're on my radar. You're Steve Saunders, Greg Roman, and you're going to be my next agenda here that I'm going to be fucking calling for your job on the internet if some more dumb shit happens on special teams. Don't put Nelson Aguilar on your hands, team. You know, make sure simple things like our returners know how much time is on the fucking clock when they're taking the ball back. Again, like, just avoid the simple mental mistakes, and I think we win this game fairly easily. Do we want to do jersey combos and scores and then get into some gambling picks? Sure. Jake? Sounds good. I'm go. <clears throat> I'll go jersey combination first. Do both. Jersey I like purple combo. on purple. Yeah. I like jersey purple on purple. This. So you like the advent advent colors? That's right. I like the advent colors this week. I don't know so, if it'll be color. I don't know so if it'll be ad- the gold numbers. Nah, I'm sick with just purple on purple. And what do you do for a score? Shit, that's a good question. You know what? Last time I picked a blowout, it wanted to be in a close game. Let's, let's see if the reverse happened. Let's go 27-24 Ravens. All right. So I got purple on white. Um, I just, I don't know, just that's that's my feeling. We're going to go purple on white. And I got 31-20 for the final score. Trippy. Um, damn, that's tough. I think I'm going to go with purple on white, too. Purple tops, white bottoms. I think the score going to be like 38-17 Ravens with the Odell Beckham touchdown. Oh, well, look like at it. that. That's a, little, that's a little cherry on top of the pick there. Will. All right. I'm going to go black tops. Hold on. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I got to check the spreadsheet. Yo, Will face be so funny. He won a, 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 a Drew. If anything, if anything, I know Will want to make sure he get the jersey combo right every week. I, yeah, I know for he, sure. He hasn't been right in a while. It's been black, yeah. black jerseys, purple pants. Black jerseys, purple pants. All right. And I'm looking, I think it's going to be. A uh, semi-close game. I'm going to say 27-17. All right, so I had an 11-point difference here, a 10-point difference, so we're, we're same ballpark. 
All right, hold on. Let's recap that real quick while I, while I text or I uh, I message it to myself. Hold on, let me bring up the. I, I like your jersey. I like your jersey combo. We only wore it two times. Yeah, wow. I mean, I I love the black purple. I just I think they're saving that for um, a later game. But and yeah, they, right. they Drew Drew your purple they purple white. They saved it for week eighteen. Thirty-one twenty. Yep. Trippy Jake. had purple white. Thirty-eight uh-huh. seventeen. Trippy said purple white. Okay. Purple white. 31. Excuse me. 38, 38, 17. Yeah. 38, 17. Jake, you were purple, uh, purple, 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 all purple. 27, 24. Yep. And then you were black, purple, 27, 17. Hold on real quick. Yeah. No, I'm listening. Right. And then Tri- Trippy kicked us off, gave us a little cherry on top on his pick. But for uh, gambling picks, I like the Odell anytime touchdown score. Um, again, this is birthday week. He's kind of been pressing a little bit. I feel like this is a good opportunity for him to score. Um, I like Mark Andrews anytime touchdown, 1 p.m. Mark. And again, he's just kind of been on a tear lately. Um, I said it last week, and I was scoffed at for saying that he was owed a touchdown. And he ended up scoring two, so, you know. I think I think putting a Mark Andrews anytime touchdown parlay in is uh or just anytime touchdown as a separate thing is is a pretty fair bet at this point. I like Lamar two hundred plus yards. Um again, last week didn't hit the two hundred plus, but you know, if you're just looking for a safe thing to add to your parlay, Lamar two hundred plus yards is a pretty uh, safe Lamar addition. Lamar's averaging two hundred and thirty point eight going into last week. I don't know, I'm not sure where his average is now. Probably went down a little bit, but he he's averaging over two hundred yards a game. So yeah, and, you know, odds-wise, you get pretty decent. You know, it's usually like minus 250 or something like that. But when you're adding that to a six- or seven-leg parlay, it's it's a nice – it's a safe addition. It's something you're comfortable that they're going to hit. Yeah, um, if you, if you did like six or six, seven, eight legs of player props at minus 250 each, you'd end up at like plus 3,000. So Yeah, so you're looking pretty solid there. Um, as of right now, it's uh, Ravens minus five-and-a-half. Um, I obviously like that. I would, I would take that. I don't know what their team total is, but if their team total is 26 or under 27 or under, actually, I would say, take it. I would take the over on that. So if it's 27 or 26 and a half or 27, I would, I would take the over on that. Um, yeah, don't, don't bet the first half team total because, you know, Justin Tucker misses 53 yard field goals and fucks you on that. So don't, don't do that. I did that last week. (laughs) I was I I also was um not not in a legal gambling state so I couldn't put any like live bets on the game but I watched that happen and I missed the parlay I was like this is fucking ridiculous yeah and I, I guess if you're looking for like a long shot touchdown score besides Patrick Ricard anytime touchdown again keep putting keep putting that in he'll hit eventually I would say Zay is probably you know pretty pretty good week for him to score um I I would I could see you know Drew, Drew is giving out a 17 leg parlay now. No, I'm not putting that on a parlay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying if you're looking for like some long shots to add in. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. I would, I would say my my core parlay here is the, um, you know, Odell anytime touchdown, Mark Andrews anytime touchdown, um, you know, over on the team total, uh, Ravens minus five and a half, and Lamar two hundred plus passing yards. That would be my, you know, I'm That's I'm gonna good. put that in. That especially so that parlay two anytime touchdown scores. Um, that's going to be a uh, plus probably around 2000. And then th- yeah. there's, there's always boosts either a 30 or a 50%. So like you're talking about, um, uh, I mean, plus 3000 ish plus, pl- yeah. Pl- somewhere between tw- plus 2600 and plus 3000. So yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, I, you know what? I'll tell that for sure, hundred percent. Um, Jake Trippier, Trippier kind of stole your um, Odell anytime touchdown. Do you have any other um, guys that you want to add into this? You're on, you're on mute. My bad, because I don't know what the hell going on outside. I keep hearing glass breaking, but um. <laughs> Stone Cold's out there giving stunners. Bro, I don't know what that's the fuck right. that was. That's why that's why I was quiet as shit. Like, what the fuck going on? But anyway, um, I like a Gus Edwards touchdown. 50 plus yards. Zay 50 plus yards. Maybe a Zay anytime touchdown. Um, because he keeps saying he wants to score at home. I feel like it's this week. Oh yeah, Drew. You stole my pick. Um, Odell is his birthday this week. Sun actually yeah. Sunday. So Oh, for yeah. real? Yeah. November 5th. Yeah, um, I want. I mean, the, like a little lotto, like for the anytime touchdown. Give me a defensive touchdown. I feel like get the bank rocking this week. We are due. See. We are due for one of them. Yeah. We haven't had one um, all year. So Lamar, two hundred and twenty-five passing yards. Mark Andrews, fifty. Um, go ahead and put Odell on there for twenty-five. I might. You know. You know what I might do though. I might run that same ticket back this week. I feel like it. It. it, it it, depending on how the weather is, I might run that same ticket back. That's pretty. I mean, it's that that ticket is a good one pretty much every week. If you lose a couple times, you lose a couple times, but you win, you make up for it. Especially if you win multiple times. So you'll yeah. you'll hit that. You'll hit that. You know, six games out of seventeen, and that'll more than pay for the year. So oh yeah, hell yeah, you'll be up way big, way big. Yeah. So um. Okay, Jake, you got – I know, again, J- Jake is – Communist, uh, communist, can't gamble. Yeah. Now, now you see, me personally, I did not vote for these policies. It was the other – it was the commies in the state that voted for <laughs> these policies. But, yeah, like we guys had that, Odell – was it? Odell anytime score makes a lot of sense to me, especially with it being his birthday – I was gonna say if it wasn't this week, I would get. I would say next week against Cleveland because former team and all that revenge game. But thank you for the long shot. I'm gonna throw a long shot out there. Go Isaiah Likely. Why? Because mm. why the fuck not? One, he hasn't been in the one, he hasn't been in the end zone yet. Two, there are gonna be one of these random weeks where a random tight end gets in the end zone that's not named Mark Andrews, and I'm banking on an NFC team being the recipient of that. Let's go, Mister Likely. Okay, well, uh, during the podcast, just to speak to that point, Jake, about an NFC team, blah, blah, blah. All right, chill out, dude. My my great Dane <laughs> is sitting here moaning in my ear, so I don't know what that means, but it makes me a little nervous. So anyway, um, <laughs> the Ravens have like a DVOA of uh, 39% on tw- when 21 personnel is on the field, and the Seahawks have only had, have only had their defense on the field against 21 personnel on nine plays all season. So it's not even a large enough data set to come up with a percentage for it. So the game plan should be attack them with 21. Yeah, that's fair. So anyway, um, and 21 means we're going to have Ricard and a tight end on the field. So I like it. Yeah. Pat any, pat any time touchdown. Yeah. Hey, Will, you follow that um, Ravens uniform tracker page on Twitter? Yeah. I just saw it. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Might have found what, what do they say? Something? No, 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 no. I ain't never. I ain't. This is my first time ever seeing it. Oh, no, no. I interact cool. with them. Well, no, we're cool with them. And uh, and the black and black pants. Black pants. Black yeah, pants advocate. Yeah. There's some there's some weirdo who's like white pants fan that we hate, but <laughs> TD yeah. Hunter. Yeah. No, there's there's a white pants fan account too that I'm pretty sure uh, we block. They, they they yeah. Well, they they're not stupid enough to fuck with me. Yeah, they're terrorists, so they don't matter. 
Yeah. All right. Um, so my picks this week. Um, I like a Lamar anytime touchdown. Okay. L- Lamar two hundred plus passing. Uh, Mark Andrews fifty plus. Zay Flowers fifty plus. Do I want to add one more leg? And I would say bet the over on this game. There, I think it's I think it's going to be the total is going to be set kind of low. Yeah, I like the over. So I would say the over on top of those those player props. Fair, very fair. Yeah, I, I don't like giving out like overs before. It's you know I don't look at those until like Friday or Saturday anyway. So no, I agree with you on that. But uh, that's why I said I don't know what the over is, but I feel like it's going to be set low. If it's not set low, and I would say low is anything under forty two points. I was gonna say anything in the thirties, I'd hammer it. Anything. Oh hell yeah! Right, right, right now on the line at forty four and a half. Okay. Yeah, so if that if that works its way down to like forty one and a half, forty two and a half, I'd be all in on the over too. I hold on, let me look at our, all our scores because I think all our scores may reflect an over there. So hold on. Yeah, yeah. Mine was fifty one. Yours was forty four. Trippies was. Oh, so my, I'm saying bet the over, and I bet, and I'm I'm giving out a score that's a, it's going to be a half point loser. So. Yeah, <laughs> Trippy, Trippy was also fifty-one, I believe. Trippy um, was fifty-five. I was or fifty-five. Yeah. All right, hey, 51. hey, you guys, take this over for like three minutes. This dog, I don't know what's going on with him, but I, I'm nervous he's going to do something stupid here. Fair. Um, so we should just, red, man. Man's trying to go outside real quick. We should just trash Will for three minutes till he comes back, and then um, you know, say so that we ended the podcast on like a positive note. Yeah, yeah so man, absolutely. Yeah. My man Will took that Thanksgiving seriously. He had a whole twenty-five minute speech oh, on that. Well, Will Will does this every He's year. been He's on that tip for a few years. It's a big, big Thanksgiving. Several guy, years, which is that fair. Is. I, I like Thanksgiving too. It's a great holiday. Better than that Christmas, is. I don't know, but yeah, I'm a big Jesus guy too. So exactly that, and also not the biggest turkey guy. I won't lie. Smoked turkey, deep fried turkey. That's different. Those are delightful. But overall, <laughs> like a roasted turkey. Yeah, but like if it's I'm ham. Cooking, I'm not going to do that. No, I don't no, know. Fuck ham. But that's what I'm saying. If you're so going to go Christmas other holiday meat, meat, it's um other holiday meat specifically. You're going prime rib, or you do what yeah. I do and just get a tri-tip because I'm not spending an entire day cooking a fucking turkey. That's just right, me. No, I don't even like turkey like that no more, bro. That shit. That shit. Mm. Thanksgiving meat lobster. fried lobster. Deep lobster fried. Thanksgiving yeah. on the rib. Okay, man. Hey, if, if it works, it works. I wouldn't say no to it. But still, deep fried and or smoke, those are the ways to have turkey. That shit smacks always. Anybody listen to the podcast, make sure I get a Thanksgiving plate too, if y'all listening. <laughs> yeah. Just send Trippy your address and I'll stop by and uh, pick up a plate from your house. Yeah. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Mm. Stuffing. It's gotta be stuffing. No, I don't I don't really like stuffing like that. I ain't gonna oh, lie, bro. Man. Give me macaroni and cheese. That probably sounds oh, crazy, man. But... We, we fucking park our cars in the same garage. Mac and cheese is the fucking way. Like, but I'm not I understand, no... I understand like... why you'd have to so, eat yeah. stuff and Drew. My, my you argument get it, like, there. once, twice yeah. a year. You don't that's, have to my... on a regular basis. You can have get mac, mac and cheese, cheese on a regular time. basis. Yeah. That, that's True. my argument. It's not, it's not an anti-mac and cheese argument. There's nothing wrong with good mac and cheese. It's just you can eat that at any time of the year, and it's it's good. You can have that on Fourth of July if you really fucking wanted to, and it makes sense. But if oh, you yeah, with uh, barbecue, you know, for sure. But you know, stuffing out of barbecue would be fucking weird. So I feel like you got to take advantage of the times of year that you can have stuff. Yep, precisely. Not, so. not a huge, not a huge cranberry sauce guy. I think that's no. overrated Thanksgiving. Yeah, 
Agreed. Cranberry Jello is just not my not my thing. No, no, that's, that shit is not right. Let's see, what are the sizes there? Maybe I that biscuits. Biscuits work. Um, turnips, like uh, mashed turnips, underrated. I, I like those. Never had mashed turnips. I mean, it's just it's just turnips that you know you ground up, so they're you know they look that's cool. Fair. I've actually never had turnips either, but hey, it's neither here nor there. But, um, sometimes you got sometimes you got to mix in some vegetables. You know, they're good for it. Yeah, that's true. Shoot, I think it was a couple of years ago I did, I did a cheesy mashed potato casserole for one Thanksgiving. Well, no, it wasn't Thanksgiving, it was Christmas. That shit hit. That yeah, shit see, hit. Mashed, mashed potatoes and mac and cheese are kind of in the same boat for me for Thanksgiving. Of Yes, like if they are there, I will happily take them, but you can eat them yeah. anytime. True. But yeah. Trending. So there's that. Do we anyway, do a song? Do we do a song vote without Will here? I think we do it, and then when he gets here, we ask him for his song. And put him on the spot. All right. Jake, either way, first. I'm going to be on the spot. Ah, shit. Well, it's not Murder, Inc. this week by Dr. Dre. I don't even know what I'm thinking. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go Beast by the Acacia Train. All right. Actually, no. Actually, no. I've decided against that. I'm going to go another route. I'm going to go Destroy Everything by Hate Breed. I have no fucking idea what that song is, so that makes perfect sense. Perfect, Perfectly on brand for you there. Something pissed <laughs> off, something violent. There you go, bud. All right, I'm back. We're doing our song. So we're doing outro song choices. Okay. Jake, Jake, pick, Jake pick some random fucking song nobody knows. Sound like Will was running. You good? Bullshit. Those in the yeah, know know. Destroy everything cold. by Hatebreed. Yeah, I know Hatebreed. Destroy everything. I don't know. I mean, That's I can't. I don't. I don't know any uh, any of their songs by name, but I, I know who Hatebreed is. That was back. Yeah. They came around the same same time frame as Slipknot. Yeah, and they're right. still putting out music. But I haven't listened to them since oh seven oh eight. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody listening knows besides you two. Just FYI, that's a fucking lie. That, that that's wrong. Some of the some if of the you response, got a listener who's going to suggest yeah. a mon Mars. There's going to be people who know fucking that, hate. That's that Viking song or whatever, right? That like that. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, blah, buh, oh sick. Yeah. so Chibs. I don't fucking it. listen to mon Mars. Yeah, so Chibs. He Chibs might actually. He probably does. He used to listen to that kind of music at one point. Probably still does. Then he became a redneck. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go really, um, really basic pick here, but I'm gonna go Enter Sandman and Metallica. Uh, this is this is fully an anti Spencer Schultz pick um, for hating that song being played in the beginning of the fourth quarter. So <laughs> I love that song. Where yeah, I may roam better shit. song. Everybody. What's the name of that again? Text it to me real quick. Enter Sandman. Yeah, send me in the chat so I can uh, I'll send it, yeah, add it I'll to my it. playlist. Wherever yeah, I May Roam is a better song from the same album. Wherever Shut I May Roam is a fucking banger. Shut Fuck you, Drew. Jake, what was the Fuck name you. of the song? Destroy Everything. You know Enter Sandman's going to win anyway. I've already, I've already picked a winner. Yeah. I'm going to slanderize as much as possible. I'm going to be the first three-time champ of our of our voting here. Fine. I'm a Did you pick when I was gone? No, I did not. Uh, I got this Ravens playlist that I uh just looked up the other day on iTunes. I'm gonna um give me Tupac Ambitious as a ride. All right, there we go. Something, something a little. I, well, I know the song ain't basic, but you know something cool and a little simple. Little, little. Throwback. I think I'm a. I think I'm a wait on him until around Christmas. Well, well yeah, I think right. I got. I think yeah, I got a Tupac pick for a later game, but you know, we'll we'll get to that when we Same. get to that. And uh, my pick because uh, Drew. And Lamar Translator tried to tell me that Blink-182 isn't cool. Blink-182 has... It's not. Blink-182 has the number one album in the country. It's their third number one album. Well, so right now... Young, 
NBA Young Boys had multiple number one albums, and you say nobody knows who he is, so number one albums don't matter. Just you, you got you got to stay consistent here. You yeah, claim cool. you claim that NBA Young Boy is good, and that people do know who he is, and now you're saying that Blink One Eighty Two, the current I'm, I'm, the current I'm number saying, one album. I'm saying in for the your argument, for your argument's sake, you cannot make the argument that a number one album means. I bet John Harbaugh. I didn't say that Young everyone boy knows is. who Blink One Eighty Two is. I'm just saying you said they're not cool. They said, yeah, they said they're not cool. I said, I can't wait to film myself leaving Fenway Park as they come on stage next year. Well, I actually might come to uh-huh. Fenway for that part, that that concert, so you won't be leaving. You're going to be staying and hanging out with me. Maybe. We'll see. That takes a lot of me. <laughs> so my pick is uh, from their new album, Blink-182, Anthem Number 3. Oh, wow. That's a, real, that's a real creative song title. Is it better than Anthem Number 2? It is. Actually, I like it better than Anthem Number it, 1 Anthem and number- Anthem Number 2. Oh, so that's like a running a running thing that they do. Yes, I see. Because they're for old people, you know. So they've been around for a while. They 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 put out three anthems. So good to know. Well, <laughs> at, at least old people can make uh, an album number one. Unlike MB Youngboy, has to rely on thirteen year olds. Do they hate America and they disrespect the national national anthem by calling their songs anthems? The word anthem is not national anthem. People, yeah, are it, does, it means just nothing. Saying, just saying. Nah, this is just this is just a week. Flanderized attack from Drew because he doesn't listen to pop punk. That's all. He doesn't want to do high fives and stage dives. He doesn't want to meet with all his friends and eat pizza and shit. And like Jake, you do stage diving, Jake? Fuck, man. I don't fuck a pop punk like that. Actually, pop punk's all right. I, I lied. Knuckle Jake's punk's more cool. of a mosh pit. Uh, Jake's more of a mosh pit. Well, we went to Super Bowl. I swear to God. Jake, I Jake's more suit. of a find a good spot to watch someone get punched in the face. Jason. Dude, yeah. Back my shows in the day, get fucking I'm sure wild. Jake and, I, Jake and I both would have been. You know, mixing it up, but nowadays it's a get find a perch. Go for that shit. Yeah, find a spot to find a spot to people watch and watch people beat beat the hell out of each other, and then all of a sudden a fight breaks out and sh- bullshit like that. Someone got love tapped too hard. Look, right yeah. if we if if the Ravens host the AFC Championship game, right? I just thought of an idea, right? And if we win, I'm gonna just jump in the crowd, right? And I just want everybody just. Wave me around the whole stadium, like <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> yes, the whole stadium, like yo, just pass, pass like a be- like a beach ball. Fuck, I'm, gonna have my sign, like, I'm gonna have my sign up, like we going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna see this one. Anywho, that seems to be about that time. So that's gonna do it for this week's installment. We'll be back to discuss this, that, and the other. Maybe Grant will be back. We'll be talking about an AFC North game we miss next you, week. Grant. But we meanwhile. Miss you. That's right, Grant. Get the fuck back. You may you may not have a soul because you're a ginger, but still, we want you back. But meanwhile, <laughs> it's time for me to die. Pretty good. I don't know what that end was, but I like it. Zone 32. 32.